just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, and people everywhere. Welcome to a fresh edition of The Robin Kelly Show. I'm Callie Alpert, and I'm here with my dear friend, Robbie Kay. Hi, Robbie. What's, what's up, Callie? And I'm, you want to give yourself an introduction, or you want me to tell everybody what you're doing? You can go right ahead. I'm just so excited. I'm looking at Rob, who is not only my co-host per usual, but is also engineering the show tonight, which is very exciting. We're like home alone. There's no Sam here. We're the kids. It's mutiny. It's like a whole thing going on tonight. That's right. We've totally taken over the station and big pot it. Just come to talkradio.myc, everybody. But um, no, it is so great. And this is something I've been training for a while to take over engineering when Sam's not around. And I've been engineering other shows. And this is the very first show that I'm engineering. And I was telling Callie and our guest tonight that um, it's 26 years since in I've enge- engineered my own show back in college and in radio. So this is so great. Yeah. And also, well, Syracuse, right? W-A-E-R or W-J-P-Z? It was J-P-Z, Z-89. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. The best music in all of central New York. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving a shout out because we went to co- we went to the same college, but uh, at, at, at different times because I'm a little bit older than Rob is. Um, it's also kind you of a trip. You never know it though. <laughs> well, I don't act it. That's for damn sure. Um, it's also a trip because not only do you sound differently because you're on a different microphone, but you're to my left and you're typically more in front of me or to my right. So this is very interesting. We're changing everything. Feng Shui is all off and different tonight. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, most importantly, you're going to be asked to multitask. Is that scary? Is that a scary prospect for you? No, it's so exciting. It's like I was really looking forward to this show. And um, no, this is fun. This is like playing to me. I remember when I was on the air in college and I used to used to have to do overnights. And that was like two to four in the morning or two to six in the morning before the morning show would come in. And to me, it was like a kid playing in the basement with his records, you know, Back then we had carts. Yeah. We would stick carts in, you know, and I just felt like I was so fortunate to pick whatever songs I wanted to play in the air. And that's how I feel tonight. It's so great to engineer our show. I was on um, WAER, which was the other radio station, Syracuse, which was more news oriented. And at the time, so I was sort of like a little... I guess, news correspondent slash reporter who would go around and do stories locally. But I was also a very heavy cigarette smoker. And, well, you know, I was a party girl. I was in college. But I smoked cigarettes, too. And I was up late and never slept. So I was like, I'm dragging my voices like this. I sounded like Harvey Firestein when he, you know... at like 99 years old or something, if anybody even knows who he is. Um, a brilliant produ- uh, Broadway producer and writer, but All he talks broad- like this, kind of like Ethel Merman, but in a man's body kind of voice. Right. All the Broadway fans out there, they're like, I, I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly we just opened ourselves up to a whole demographic that we never intended, that we that we haven't before. So welcome. They're like spirituality and Broadway, that goes together. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does, right? Yeah. So anyway, I'm very excited and it's fun to see you sitting in the seat. I'm just laughing. I'll have to take a picture and we'll have to put it on Facebook so everybody is privy to what we are here in the studio. But yeah, it's, it's cute to see. Yes. Cool. So is there anything else that we want to cover tonight? before we introduce our illustrious special guest. I think we have a really great topic, mm-hmm. and it's something that is pertinent and pertains to pretty much everybody in life. It does. It's about life. Yes, life and life. 
So our topic tonight is not taking life too seriously. Something that I know I still am working on. I don't know about you. I definitely <laughs> am working on that, and I've been learning a lot of lessons recently <laughs> that I'm going to apply tonight. We all, I mean, I am, am perpetual work in, uh, work in progress when it comes to this topic, because I think I just have a, as much as I love to have fun, and definitely, you know, I'm, I'm told I have a great sense of humor, and I like to keep things light. I also have, I think, probably a little bit of a seed, a DNA, a serious seed. I think a little part of my DNA is like the serious seed. So um, now this is where Rob like looks away because he's got to focus everyone. So nobody else knows that but me. But it's kind of a tickle to watch you do that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, to got to make sure the machine is running. And if we blast off, we blast off in the right <laughs> <Exactly>. direction. <laughs> I feel like I need to hit the mic to make sure um, it's actually working. Yeah. Sam, this is Rob. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving a message because I just wanted you to know that the station has moved to another planet. We blasted off tonight. We're not in New York City anymore. All right, and here's a total digression, but the reason Sam's not here, speaking of your spaceship that you're creating, is because he's at a Yes concert, and Starship Trooper happens to be my favorite Yes song, so you just made a full circle reference. There we go. So to that... Um, yes, uh, today I was, um, knowing what we were going to be talking about tonight, I was thinking, you know, I actually had, wait, you got me thinking a yes song. Oh, it can happen to you. It can happen to me. It can happen to everyone, everyone eventually. eventually. Yeah. That's a good tune. Um, yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Um, so I had a few different conversations today, um, just long phone conversations, one with, with somebody very close to me and the other was with somebody that I haven't met before, but there's definitely, um, it's a, it's probably more of a, a work connection slash kindred spirit connection. And in both situations, we talked a lot about life and life lessons and, um, just about, uh, finding our, you know, our purpose and dealing with things from the past. And it, these were very serious conversations that really left me feeling like, um, you know, I'd covered a lot of ground and coming out of that and then traveling over here tonight, I thought, you know, how much, um, how easy it is sometimes to take life too seriously and how sometimes it's harder to lighten up. I don't know if that applies to everyone. I think that I don't know. I, what do you think? I, I think for some people are just made differently. I just think inherently some people have lighter spirits or lighter energy than other people do. Yeah. I think sometimes culturally I notice when I've traveled around the world that there's certain cultures that feel more lighthearted on balance than other cultures do. Yeah. So I don't, you know, we're going to delve into this when we introduce our, our guests. Maybe we can get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, like you said, there's so many different components to it. And I think as souls in each lifetime, we're getting lighter and lighter and lighter as we get more, I guess, evolved. And so in this life, especially, you know, I've had to keep reminding myself to have fun, find the humor in it. Sam says that a lot. Whatever it is, find the humor in mm -hmm. it, you know? And it's like just trying to practice that and not carry the world around like Atlas on my shoulders and to just, you know, just go with the flow more and not feel like I have to control everything and have some fun. Yeah. I remember once um, years ago when I was in therapy and I was, I'm sure, belaboring something that was, you know, that I was working on or that was bothering me. <clears throat> and my therapist said to me that um, she said, you have to remember, this is all pretty pedestrian. Life is pretty. Death is pretty pedestrian. I think we might have been talking about death first. And life is sort of pedestrian. And she said that when she had been going um, to get uh, for, for to get her license, um, she had brought this up to her therapist at the time. 
And um, and her therapist taught her that lesson, and she was kind of pissed off about it because she thought that it was undermining and minimizing things. But little did she, you know, did she know and learn thereafter that it was actually a really valuable lesson, you know, just to kind of lighten it up, lighten it, it up when you can. Yeah, it's like how important is it, you know, in the big scheme <laughs> none, of things? None of it really doesn't matter. Yeah. None of it matters at it's all. It's like right now, <laughs> the, right now, the universe is making stars as we speak. <laughs> so how important is it? I know, really, right? Where, how do we count? So with that, shall we introduce? Oops, I just hit the microphone with my glasses. Excuse me. Um, let's introduce our guest, who is um, GP Walsh. So number one, welcome, GP. Um, GP is a master coach, an author, a speaker, a storyteller, a spiritual master, and an energy healer for almost 40 years. That covers just about everything, I think. I don't know that, that's, that's a lot of, that's, that covers a lot of distance. And he's known to weave his mastery of the most powerful personal development tools and spiritual practices with the practical cultivated wisdom into a totally engaging live event. So while you feel like you're being entertained, you're also being transformed. And I had the pleasure, as I know Rob did yesterday too, of watching one of your YouTube shows. So number one, welcome. Thank and you. thank you so much for joining us. Thank and thanks you. for exposing us to Facebook Live, yeah. which we're on, and now Oops, you're joining you. us. If we can get that little damn tripod to balance yeah, out, the, little, the damn little tripod. <laughs> there you are. Um, so anyway, welcome. And hello thank to Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. You guys. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me here. This is great, and I actually love when I get to come into a studio and sit down. You know, because most of the time it's dial in or Skype or something like that, which is which is nice. But to actually sit here yeah. with real, you know, real people you can touch and stuff, it's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, do you want to touch me? I, I do. Okay, thank you. That felt good. Thanks. <laughs> so yeah, no, definitely welcome to the show. And dude, thank your you. show yesterday was great. I watched it. Callie watched it. it. Was great. Yeah, it was very cool. So much good information. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's a it's a new format, but it's a lot of fun, and I love the fact that it's really spontaneous. You just kind of turn on the camera and go, like we are right now with uh, with uh, Facebook, you know, completely unprepared and unrehearsed. There you go. Yeah. That's a, that's pretty much our show. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. That's kind of us. Um, and just for the benefit of um, people that weren't privy to it yesterday, um, your, your show, it, you had a bunch of people that called in often uh-huh. that were looking for some sort of guidance and sharing things in a really transparent, trusting way, and yeah. you would guide them through different sort of... Um, either a meditation or um, a process. Maybe you should tell tell us because you know it way, way better than I do. I don't want well, like, to misrepresent. I like the open forum of it. You know, I mean, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's um, really about the teaching where you're just install, instilling knowledge in people. But if you if something's really going to take, um, it's gonna it has to be experiential. They have to experience something. You have to feel something. You know, we don't we try to live in our heads, but our heads don't feel. You know, thoughts don't feel anything. Um, so life is is felt, not thought about. And so to give somebody an experience of that. And um, I really love it when people who are in really in a lot of distress call in to get relief um, because I know they'll get it. Mm. Yeah. Right? I mean, um, it's just kind of the way the, the, the universe works. I really don't consider it any special gift, you know, that I'm, you know, that my hands glow or something like that. Well, sometimes they, well they what's that green I, emanating out of your left <laughs> hand right now then um yeah that's that's the um that's the the, the candy i was eating earlier there. Um, <laughs> that's a um, whole other story that's a whole other story yeah but, but the idea the 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 idea is is that that there's a natural function within within the human uh being which is really which, which is really drawing us all towards 
uh, a greater awakening. You know, some people have just woken up a little earlier, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, uh, it, you know, it's kind of all of our destiny. I mean, what else is going to happen? You know, either that we're going to all kind of march off a cliff together, right? <laughs> so, um, if you, if you, I mean, it looks like like uh, uh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, but that's just how it appears, right? Yeah. There's 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 an incredible force underneath that's pushing this stuff to the surface. Surface, yeah. And uh, I used to think I was really smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I used to think that too. <laughs> I was, uh, you, you know, I studied all sorts of methodologies, and I was really good. I really mm-hmm. read people, and I could see all their their stuff, and I was I was just so proud of myself. And, you know, of course, you know, that's when life pours the hot soup on your, yeah. on your lap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the more I really began to, to, to work with the natural flow of energy throughout the system, the, the more humbled I became. The yeah. more, it's like orders of magnitude. My, my intelligence is nothing compared to the wisdom that's embedded in this, uh, in your own being. And that's really what I, that's really what I call on when, uh, when somebody needs something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a lot more to talk about, about this whole topic, and we're going to do that when we come back from our break. If you want to call in, the number is 877-480-4120, and we will be right back. Whoops. Hey, welcome back to the Robert Kelly <laughs> Show. That was great. So, that was your own special I, spin. Yeah, no, but I'm going to explain what happened. So we have a couple of different playlists, and the playlist that I chose is not the right one. So we're going to get the right play with playlist for the commercial breaks but welcome back to the rob and callie show this is rob k i'm on the board tonight for the first time if you can't tell and, uh, you're yeah. doing great you know, i was wondering i was looking at the play i'm like i should change that. i'm like nah it's fine no it wasn't fine so it's actually great because the whole theme of tonight is to not take life so seriously <laughs> and to not take this show so seriously and so one of the things i wanted to talk about one of the things that i tend to take too seriously is this show And as much fun as we have on the show, as much as we talk about enjoying life, this is something that's very important to me. It's very important to Cal. We put a lot of our heart and soul into it, a lot of thinking about it. And so um, lately, you know, one of the reasons why I realized I needed to take a break from the show recently is to remember to have fun on the show. It's supposed to be a conversation where we're just talking and um, having guests on and we're just hanging out. And one of the things, GP, you said something on your show yesterday, which was so important to me and such a good reminder. And you said something that um, I think you said Jerry Seinfeld came up with this, that people are more afraid of being embarrassed than dying. Um, Well, actually, he made a comment about that. I mean, that's actually a known fact that we are more afraid of public humiliation, like public speaking, than we are of death. Yeah, that yeah. is so staggering. It's such mm-hmm. an. Think about that for a second, everyone. I mean, that's really that says something. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm not sure exactly what, but it says something. Yeah, but but I found that even with the show, it's like I've just been taking it a little too seriously. And one of the things that I waver back and forth with is being too serious and then remembering like I'm just hanging out with Callie and we're having a conversation or we're having a conversation in general with the guest like to keep going back to the conversation the theme of this show rather than feel like I have to think of everything or say everything or look good because I have a driving unconscious fear or conscious 
fear of looking stupid or or being embarrassed. And so I want to look good, you know, I want to look like I know what I'm talking about. And what I've been remembering lately is I don't have to. Like I can screw up the break like I just did <laughs> and the world is still going to go round and round. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It it absolutely is. It, it it's really amazing when you really study it. You 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 find that it actually has a very primitive uh uh component to it. Um it, it the the fear of death and the fear of, of of public humiliation is really the fear of being rejected by your tribe. Mm-hmm. And as far as the nervous system is concerned, um, to be rejected by your tribe was death. You know, I mean, we are pack animals, mm-hmm. um, and so we everything was everything was done in a, in a community. And so, if if especially when you're a child, if if for some reason you are you are neglected or left out or rejected by uh, by your tribe you you will die it is a fact and so we all have this in us that that um somehow if we become humiliated in public it actually triggers the fear of death within us that's why it's that intense and of course we live in a modern world i mean if you if you look at the you know there wasn't a lot of public speaking going on when we're wandering around the bush right you know just gathering berries and chasing wildebeest right so it wasn't the kind of you know it was but in our modern life it's increasingly exposed i mean look at right now we're sitting around you know we're on we're on YouTube. I mean, yeah, you, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, we're, Facebook, broad, we're, we're broadcasting live national, to, thousands, international to thousands, media. Of, thousands of people all over the world, right? And um, and it's like, that's kind of a different world than the nervous system is used to. Mm. And, and so it becomes a matter of us really beginning to make that separation at the feeling level, mm-hmm. right? And every time you do something, you screw up and the world keeps going. You can either say you can either go the route of oh God, I can't let that happen again. I'm going to have to make sure you, know, you start making your checklist of everything, or you can go look. I'm still alive, and nothing, nothing. Right, I think nothing horrible no happened. The died. world is spinning. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know it, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it really and it requires that in order for the message to get into your energy system mm-hmm. that it's safe. Yeah, because it's assuming that it's not, and it's just a built-in assumption. us but we don't question it yeah who put that in there right right? who planted that in there i mean we you know that's a good it's a rhetorical question it's our society our families of origin history our primal it actually goes very very deep into who mm -hmm, we are mm -hmm. into the basic structure of the Mm -hmm, structure of the system it's mm -hmm. just gotten increasingly complex and so it's being triggered by things that aren't really a threat yeah right yeah you know i i remember as as a as a teenager i was terrified to ask out a girl just terrified i'd sit and stare at that phone for an hour yeah because of the rejection fear because of the fear of rejection well that because my mother was also mentally ill so my Mm. whole thing with women was not particularly good to start with and so there was like this this push pull going on but she's like you're about to make a phone call and and you're like no i'm not i I was not gonna i wasn't even thinking about using the phone so it, it really all of this and and really the essence of all spirituality is a retraining of your energy system to be actually functioning and to be 
to see what's really happening now, not the imaginary view of right. it that's a leftover <clears throat> from, you know, 500 million years of evolution mm -hmm. and, you know, in a warped childhood. Yeah. The, <laughs> I like how you threw that in just as a, you know, that's just the throwaway. You might have buried the lead there a little bit, but um, I do, you know, and I find that as I've gotten, because there was a time, I remember, you know, back even, you know, as recently as my 30s, where I was still in, in very um, close, intimate relationships, very defensive and someone, you know, if I'm thinking of a boyfriend at the time, anytime um, he would poke a hole in something that had to do with my behavior, or the way I said something, things that, you know, were probably perfectly legit. I took it so to heart. I took it so seriously and it would be so inflammatory and it would trigger me and, you know, then a whole thing would happen and a lot of reactivity would happen. And it really took for me to um, do a lot of deep spiritual work and um, psychological work to get to a point all these years later where I'm, you know, progressively so much more comfortable in my skin and self-accepting that I'm not as worried about being embarrassed or whatever it is or being rejected. I mean, these are things that, you know, I think are always a work in progress, right? But I think the more you empty, get rid of those triggers or at least soften those triggers, um, the less serious everything becomes because you realize everyone's got their stuff and everybody's got their drama and nobody's so perfect. And that person over there's life is no better or worse. There's no, not as many comparisons. You just know we're all these little ants marching on, marching around doing the best we can. And it's all imaginary. Right. And the scripts and the scripts are all crock of BS in our mind. Imaginary. We're writing all these stories right. that don't exist. They don't exist. Yeah. That is such a mind blower. Um, I, the story you're living out w is a completely an invention, right? The, uh, it, it's, it's something that's been projected upon. I mean, th the triggers are real, right? We learn how to respond. Our nervous system learns how to react in certain circumstances from the time we're a child, and it's all based around whatever behavior best guarantees your safety. That's, that's the entire operating system principle of the, whole, of the whole thing. Then on top of that, we create story upon story upon story about who we are because of that. And none of that's real. Yeah. Absolutely none of it is real. It's a completely fictitious view of ourselves. Yeah. Which is really in keeping with the theme of this, which is like, dude, lighten <laughs> up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's nobody really there. Yeah. Right? You are defending a ghost. It's a boogeyman. <laughs> yeah. It's a boogeyman. It's like the monster under your bed. And it's like, you know, there's really no one there. And I think, Callie, you brought up a really good point because I found that a lot of the work I've done to lighten up is deactivating those triggers and healing those wounds so I don't get upset anymore about certain things or so upset for so long right. about things. I can rebound so much quicker than I could 10, 15, 20 years ago from something that happens. And it's. I think it's almost like that is part of the journey is that we're supposed to keep lightening up. We're supposed to keep trying to find the humor or learn to laugh at things that maybe we couldn't a long time ago. Yeah, and laughing at ourselves is probably the, one of the most crucial pieces of all this too is not yeah. right not take besides not taking life seriously what goes hand in hand with that is not taking ourselves seriously and you'll yeah. never run out of materials <laughs> you will never run out of material. Yeah. yeah i mean there's just like you know i mean at, at my age i finally don't do as many stupid things in a row <laughs> <laughs>
that's that's my uh, that's my badge of progress. Uh-huh. Right? I like that. I like that's, that. You wear it well and and, and well earned for sure. It's funny because when I screw up or when I have a lesson that I need to learn, it's embarrassing. I walk around. I'm like, well, I'm learning, you mm-hmm. know, or or something like. Um, someone used to say to me, I am humbled, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's part of like growth. And then that, that's part of learning how to laugh at myself is to not take it so seriously that I'm learning lessons. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's, what, that's what life is about. When you go to a kindergarten, because I always go back to kindergarten, we learned everything we needed to know in kindergarten. <laughs> when you go to kindergarten, kids aren't beating themselves up a, a lot at that age, I think, about not knowing certain things. They're learning. They're exploring. They're getting in touch with the world and they're seeing what they like, what they don't like and and who they want to hang out with and who they don't or, or what games they like to play or how creative they are. Whatever it is, they're just learning. If we can keep that attitude, I think that would be great. They say yes when they mean yes and no when they mean no. Mm. They haven't been socialized yet to edit what they're going to say. But even at that point, there are already things that are happening in their Percolating. Energy, energy system. Because, you know, the, the, the kind of the deep stuff, the, the, the substance of the deep work are those things which are really even pre-language. Language. I mean, they really are energetic responses that the nervous system, long before you can think or choose, right? Choice doesn't happen until at least seven years old, right? Right, and that's your formative blank slate Bef- time. Before that, it is all reactive. <clears throat> there's, there's a sense of self, but it's very, still very fluid. It hasn't solidified yet. Yeah. Somewhere around seven, eight years old, first or second grade, a sense of me actually begins to solidify. And it's probably up, up into your late teens before it becomes like something solid. Um, so and by then you're totally screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, so by, God bless every seven-year-old out there. By then you're on the. How did you, you know that's road. when everything happened? For it. <laughs> you're on the road to your. You're on the road to your spiritual. Realm. The, the thing I love to point out to that is about that is because people, you know, people they say, God damn my parents. If I'd only had a better childhood and all that sort of stuff, it's like it's not possible, right? This is not your parents' fault. This is the way nature intended it. You cannot wake up fully to who you are without first losing it Mm. right if you remain a child Hmm. you will not be functional in the world an identity has to form so that it can be deconstructed it has to be this is the spiritual journey this is the whole point of life yeah but are you saying too just to interject a question are you saying that that means that somebody who might have had an easier ride doesn't still needs to deconstruct before they can absolutely there's no such thing Uh, somehow your energy system knows how to how to turn you into somebody who can function right if it doesn't happen you get examples of people who are severely mentally ill they have to be because they cannot function in the world and what i've seen from what i've worked with people who are severely mentally ill is the development of a sense of self the development of the ego which everybody would get rid of your ego the development of the ego has been hindered they haven't been able to develop one, so they, they're almost chameleons. They cannot deal with anything. They hyperventilate when they walk into a shoe store because they don't know enough about who they are to, to narrow down 100 pairs of shoes to three that are actually right for them. Everything is there because there's nobody there mm. to make choices. Right? So if that doesn't happen is when you're sick. So if somebody has a really hard time, your nervous system will find a way to turn you into somebody. It will find a way... And the only the reason you know is because you're functioning. You may not be functioning as well as you want. 
You may not be functioning as well as somebody who had a little bit easier, but you are functioning. And it doesn't matter whether it's easy or hard, the same deconstruction has to take place. And sometimes when it's harder, it's actually easier to take it apart. So you got to, the house of cards gets built, then we got to knock it down, and that's when we can lighten it up, people. How's that for a synopsis? All right, so when we come back, um, I think we are going to talk a little bit more about the um, the idea of not taking life too seriously and perhaps how we can bring spirituality into our life in a light way. We'll be sure. right back. And welcome back to the latest edition of the Robin Callie Show. You are joining us on Talking Alternative Broadcasting. I'm Callie Alpert. I'm here with Robbie Kay, my co-host always. And tonight, I'm, I'm the energy. I'm the engineer. I can't even get the words out. I'm so excited because <laughs> I just figured out how to fade something that I didn't know before, and I'm doing it on the fly, y'all. Yeah. So you're in so. Pre- like you're you're yeah. I mean you're like we're watching graduation of genius happening. As as it as the show evolves tonight, I like it. Well, thank you. Um, and we are here with our guest GP Walsh. Um, if you'd like to join the conversation, we are talking about how to lighten it up, how to not take life too seriously in all aspects. The number is eight seven seven four eight zero four one two zero, and we'd love to hear from you. So another area that I think I can I can take liberties and speak for um, Rob and I, knowing us the way you know the, the way I do, is um, when it comes to bringing spirituality into your life once you decide that you want to be on a spiritual path learn about yourself evolve seek enlightenment all, all whatever whatever we're going to call it stuff, yeah. whatever we're going to call it you know um and when i first found my way i was telling the story earlier today in one of those conversations i um i referred to earlier that um i found my, i was always like a spiritual kid and always kind of out there in my mind but i had no language for it and no real awareness of what was going on but i knew there were all these other dimensions and i was often talking Talking to them and channeling them, I just didn't know it until you know. I know it in retrospect. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it wasn't until my twenties and a boyfriend that I had who um, turned me on to the whole <coughs> concept. So, but again, it I, I took it so seriously and I clung so tightly because I so wanted to learn and I so wanted to experience and I'd carry crystals around in my pocket, make sure my money was in the other pocket and go to angel seminars and little retreat weekends and people that I was exposed to that were sharing lessons or books. You know, I, I wanted so badly to understand I wasn't quite getting it because you can't, you know, you're just, it's still until it gets into your body. I mean, that's a whole process and mm-hmm. often a whole lifetime. Um, but I guess from there, I'd like to hear it like from you guys. Do you, you know, how do you, well, first of all, like for you, Rob, did you, when you first found your spiritual path, like did you, do you think you're taking yourself seriously or did you know how to be light about it? I think, well, first of all, I'm so glad that I found a spiritual path to learn how to like. <laughs> right, good point. I, like seriously, because yeah, I mean, I took, I, I, I thought the world was always against me before I got on a spiritual path and realized that I am the master of my own destiny, you know, and that I needed to stop playing the victim and get empowered and start making better choices spiritually, you know, in, in general. Um, but yeah, I think I took it really seriously. I think being young on a spiritual path as well, I took it dub- doubly seriously. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, I was thinking about how um, a spiritual a spiritual advisor I go to. He once said to me, "Spiritual people are such a big fucking pain in the ass." <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And it it's is so true. It is so true because how many spiritual people do I meet <laughs> where they're just too airy fairy or out there for me? Like I can't even have a conversation with them because there's an expression: you don't want your head to be so lofty in the clouds that your feet aren't firmly planted on the ground. Mm-hmm. And it's like I want to be grounded on Earth. Yeah, I want to talk about the universe and 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 being a spiritual being having a human experience and all that at the same time i want to be on earth you know so that's something i want to have that experience actually yeah i want to have the human experience yeah. right right yeah. yeah and it's easy to lose that that's a very i'd like to hear you talk a little more about that gp because it's a i even i'm, I'm guilty of it even sometimes too where i feel like i want to get more in touch with the cosmic side of things and then i'm reminded that you you know if i'm a, a right a spiritual being in this earthly body then there's a little bit of you know there's a little bit to be said about the earthly experience right we can't quite it doesn't make sense to want to escape that too often no it not only makes sense it's 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 what is it's what makes people spiritually annoying um, <laughs> I think you've coined a new term. I love that I, term. Know, that's never, great. I've never heard that that's term. Good. Yeah, I think you should good. trademark that. Yeah, we should put that on a T-shirt. Yeah. That's good. It's spiritually annoying. Don't be spirit- <laughs> Yeah, don't be spiritually annoying, <laughs> please. No, I mean, uh, and bless you. The 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 moment you pick up anything, and I don't care what it is, whether it be a margarita or the search for enlightenment, in order to avoid what you're feeling. You have just kicked yourself in the ass. Mm. Um, if that's the case, you're trying to get out of life rather than to immerse yourself in it. You, for some, you have established a schism. You think that somehow we're going to transcend all of this earthly human stuff and we're going to be, you know, heavens are going to part and angels are going to sing and everybody's going to be feeling wonderful and dolphins and rainbows and, mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff, right? And... And it's, it's a total fiction, right? It, what it means is, is that you have, been, you have become alienated from the, from the, the nitty-gritty of, of Earth. You, 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 you have diminished what it means to actually feel the concrete. And, and for, the, for the most part, that spirituality is purely in the head. It's an imaginary place. And... And the more it hurts here, the more we try to go to the spirituality right. to make the pain go away. Leave your body. And, and <clears throat> I found, um, not immediately, but later on, it, it, my spiritual journey was kind of an up and down thing, uh, it, which isn't, it wouldn't leave me alone. I mean, I tried to go there, and that's exactly when I get the stick in my head or I'd trip over or my, I'd lose my money, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, something would happen to go, that's not the way. Yeah. Um, and, and eventually I said, no, no, the, the deal is you turn towards the pain right you mm-hmm. turn towards it we're doing a lot of nodding people can't see us but rob and i are just <laughs> nodding amen brother yeah 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 if you don't do that you are running away from your escaping and it's not spirituality right i i make it really clear i don't go well it's kind of it's not watered it's nothing it is not spirituality spirituality is the search for the truth and the truth is what i'm actually feeling in this moment whether i like it or not Right. And that's what's key, mm-hmm. right? The truth is, what are you feeling? Is it painful? That's your truth. Why is it painful? Now you can begin to explore it. What is about the situation that I find painful? Why am I rejecting this? Is it really true? Is it, or is there something in me that's holding on to a position that it's time for me to let go of? 
right? I mean, the the picture of the of the you know the the heavenly sage, the Ramana Maharshis, right? The beautiful angelic look. Those are people who have absolutely no resistance to anything. Mm. That's the key. It's not that they've gotten rid of it, all of it. Mm. It's they've gone right through the mm-hmm. center of it mm. until it doesn't bother them anymore. Right. Mm. No resistance, no suffering. It's that simple, which means that anything can happen in life. The moment there's resistance, it means you have taken some kind of position that I don't want that, right? And, of course, the moment you ha- do that, you've created conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, Density. And there's no way out of it. Yeah. And you can spiritualize it all you want, yeah. um, but it won't do any good. And well, the other thing about spirituality, really remember, <laughs> is that you didn't choose a path. It chose you. You know, don't, oh, good. Don't pat. Don't oh, pat. Because your, I'm exhausted trying to take responsibility. Don't for pat stuff. yourself on the back for I'm being really spiritual. No, you aren't, man. You 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 know yeah. you were handed that. You know, don't don't be stupid. You were handed that. You never would have chosen that. Right. You know, you wanted fun. You wanted pleasure, right? But something inside of you kept bringing you over here, and you know that you're really on the path when everything in your life starts getting totally messed up, <laughs> and you continue to do it. Right. You're saying continue to do what? Perpetuate can, whatever? No, continue to be on the spiritual path. Oh, okay. Right? right. When, when you no longer doubt the path mm. just because everything has gone horribly, horribly yeah. wrong. That's the real litmus test there. That's the real litmus test. We, yeah, and we talk about this. Callie and I have talked about this, how like in some of the worst moments of my life, I've learned so much about myself because I still was a man of integrity rather than selling out or compromising right. on what I believed. And I think that is one of the the key attributes about spirituality is through those tough times we learn who we are. They cause or, or, the tough or, times. Or, or, or what it, our spirit is. It causes the tough times because if there aren't any tough times, your ego is just having a great time. I'm feeling blissful. I'm feeling wonderful. Everything is great. And in fact, you're just absolutely stuck in delusion. The only way a delusion gets popped is deep inner inquiry that's incredibly honest, but n- almost nobody can do that. Mm. All right? Or life just, just kicks you in the ass. You know, you get the Zen stick upside your head. Just for, you know, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that feel then great? I love a Zen stick upside my whatever. Yeah. Um, no, but the question then to this point, just to um, just to kind of circle back to our um, our overarching topic tonight, is how in the world do you do that with a sense of lightness and levity when sometimes there often there's so much pain attached? And what you know, to your point, you can't skip steps. Right. The point is to really be in it and to walk toward what you're feeling and to walk toward your experiences. That's what softens it. That's what dilutes it how do you do that with a sense of lightness you're not in control get get over it you are not in control so does that mean we have to throw away our topic for tonight is that what we're saying well that's the lightness right when you recognize Uh, the moment you have agreed the moment you actually take into your heart i really do want to know the truth it's over folks game over you are no longer running the show i mean you never really were it was an illusion but now, everything has turned now to show you that it was an illusion. And isn't there an, a relief in that, though? Because a lot of times when I'm resisting an idea or a lesson, I'm like, oh, this is the change I need to make. All of a sudden, I just feel better because I'm not resisting it, like you said. And I can find the lightness and the humor in it. All the suffering is in the resistance. Yeah, the pain right? is in the resistance. Yeah. Right, And there's nothing you can do about this. Right, You're not in charge. There's nothing the ego likes to hear less than those words, but you are not in charge. You're no more in charge of your spiritual journey than you are in charge of pumping blood or digesting food or growing hair, 
mean, <laughs> it is simply the destiny of life itself. And, and your destiny is to wake up. You're de- and, and because you can't wake yourself up, mm-hmm. right? You don't know what to do. You're stuck in an illusion. If you're stuck in an illusion, everything you do is going to be in the illusion. Something outside the illusion has to come in and tap on it. Yeah. And that's the real nature of spirituality. It's it's a visitant from on high. My own uh, initial spiritual That was so poetic the way you said that. That was really pretty. Oh. A visit <laughs> from on high. <laughs> Sounds like a like a Christmas poem or something. It is. It's a matter of grace. Yeah. You know, that's it's a it's a beautiful it's the perfect word for you. Something kind of intrudes itself into your life simply because for one reason or the other you are willing to allow it to be. I mean, I was not a candidate for spirituality. I was a drugged out rock and roll drummer. And it just kind of whacked me upside the head. It, I mean, it's, it saved my life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I couldn't have designed that. I couldn't have made a vision board for, for, <laughs> <laughs> for, for that. I, I mean, I, you, you didn't know, sit down uh, on the new Aries yeah, moon and put that all on yeah, a, a poster board? That, that's right. And I gathered all my crystals together and <laughs> danced, chatted, weighed the chicken. Right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I, you can't, yeah, I mean, you can't plan this stuff. And so that there, there's a certain surrender to the inevitability of it and an openness of it. So you allow it to happen to you. Right? Mm. You can't make it happen. Mm. Right? All you can do is, 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 it's like, you know, I could take somebody, I can ch- point them at the door, I can show them how to knock, right? But you got to stand there and knock. But here's the deal. You knocking on the door has nothing to do with the door opening. The door will open whether, or whether it does or not. But if you're standing there knocking on it, mm. you have the best chance to see it when it does. Well, and a lot of times, like I do recruiting to pay the bills as well as my life coaching that I do. And one of the things I realize is when I'm sending emails out for recruiting or calling people, I'm not getting response. Instead of pushing against that and getting upset, I need to, you know, be lighter about it. Go to the gym, take a walk around the block go have lunch somewhere, you know, just relax a little and let it happen, you know? Shift and then your I, energy. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and then I have the chance to find the fun in it because, again, that's what I think one of the reasons why we're here is to enjoy life. <laughs> With that, we're coming up on our last break. I can't believe this. This show has flown by. We really appreciate everybody <laughs> listening. And, we- and all the folks on Facebook. That's right. All the people yes, shout out Facebook and around the world. Thank you so much. We will be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Rob and Callie show. And yes, Rob's on the board tonight. It's madness, <laughs> it, it, but it's great. It's great craziness. I like it. So um, tonight we're talking about not taking life so seriously and um, we're going to get some takeaways, some concrete stuff, you know, real grounded stuff that people can make use of in their life to not take their life so seriously. I just wanted to bring up one more idea about spirituality, um, which is I think one of the things I've learned about myself, why I take life so seriously and spirituality seriously is I really care. Like I really care about people. And I think sometimes I've learned to not care so much You know, there's a time to detach and let people make their own decisions and their own mistakes and live their own life. And I can still care from a distance, you know, that detached with love kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Non-attachment is not a bad practice or, you know, mindfulness, whatever you want to call it. I mean, for me, I would say where I have get in the habit of taking things 
too seriously most often is when it comes to what's my, you know, my, a nice light topic, like what's my purpose? Like why the hell am I here on this planet? And what am I here to do? You know, just something light and fleeting like that. Um, and that's something that's really weighed me down for most of my life. I've spent way too much time in analysis, paralysis, thinking, planning, plotting, bemoaning, figuring out, really not figuring out because I've tried too hard to figure out, which I think right. we, we've concluded is really the point here. And in my, you know, as, as I get older, my, I, I'd like to think that I'm getting a little wiser about that. And so that's another example of me trying to lighten up is just to let go of feeling like um, the grandiose of you know purpose or something important is on my shoulders and that actually I'll find my way to that more if I just relax and exhale and just sort of let it happen I once heard the uh, Dalai Lama speak and uh, somebody asked him that dude is hysterical (laughs) (laughs) have you seen his latest routine (laughs) on HBO his hour comedy show on HBO I think Deepak was going to open for him (laughs) and they couldn't work out the contract (laughs) so anyway he's doing a He's 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 doing a talk and somebody asks a question, what is the what's the purpose of life? And of course, you know, a hush falls over the crowd, right? <laughs> the Dalai Lama is about to reveal the purpose. <laughs> the big of life. answer. And he says, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're here. Do something. Mm, love it. Yeah. Uh, it, if you think you're gonna find ah the great purpose. You're going to search forever. What's the purpose? You know, I, I, you know, I, 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 when I was married, I, I'm, I'm not anymore, but when I was married, um, I, I remember standing in line. We'd go to some stores and they'd be really crowded. And uh, my wife would walk around to pick things out and I would stand in the line, which was already long. Mm-hmm. And I remember standing there. It's like, right now, this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you doing right now? That's your purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that simple yeah and there's such there's such a grace in that (laughs) there really is yeah incredible but as far as maybe some things we can suggest to people like Callie do you have any ideas like what do you do to not take life so seriously (laughs) um I ask (laughs) I ask people like GP no um (laughs) I really for you know I really um as you know you know very very well probably too well um and you know that I've shared on the show like these two plus years have been very very challenging for me um external well internally because of my external circumstances um and because of scant work and really you know just and feeling kind of lost and in a transitional place um uh professionally um what that's done it has forced my hand with really digging deeply into my spiritual toolbox as i call it and one of the things that I can share that I, I just said this to my sister today, the best thing that's come out of this period for me is exactly what we're talking about is a sense of being kind of forced to relax and just let it go and lighten up a little bit because there have been so many times where there's been no rational explanation for why certain certain you know things haven't landed, either a relationship or a job or whatever, you know, it may be. And it's happened. I've been I hate to say pummeled because I don't want to sound like a victim, but pummeled (laughs) by so many of these situations that don't make any rational sense on paper. And it's really given me this lesson in a bigger way than it ever has, which is that surrender is really the only thing I'd say I have control over, but it's, it's the one choice that I can make every day and as many times throughout the day. Um, to keep my sense of peace and to trust that everything is happening exactly the way it's meant to. 
you know, some people, and I can challenge that too, because a lot of people, and you were talking earlier, I wanted to ask you this question. Often people think, oh, you surrender, it's passive, and you sit on the couch, and you just sort of, it's meant to be, and la, la, la. (laughs) You know, and it's not a passive thing. Surrender is a choice, and it's a conscious decision, and it it suggests a sense of mindfulness and just... (laughs) Um, but also a sense of levity and just sort of exhaling and realizing that sometimes you just can't make things happen. So when you're in a place where you feel like you're just <laughs> thinking about that too much, yes. what, what do Which you do? Which has happened many times where I feel like there's nails down a chalkboard like in my gut. I say, you know, I sometimes out loud will just say, screw it, I'm done. Sometimes I'll look up and say, you take over and whoever I'm talking to up there. And then I'll go do something that I love that has nothing to do with anything practical or productive. And that is the lesson, too, because I know that that generates, you know, creates space and it creates a softness and it raises a vibration that ultimately invites good things in in a way that. you know, more, uh, I think with a higher odds than when you sit and just sort of scrape and claw with the density and attachment that doesn't really bring you anything. Yeah. Am I articulating this well or too airy fairy? No, no, not, not, not at all. I mean, especially your comment about surrender. Um, surrender is something the ego can't do, right? So when you actually get to a point where you're really willing to let go, you're, it's not the ego. You are your ego is not letting go. It won't. <laughs> it can't. That comes from a very different place within you, which is why I, I love it when I see genuine surrender take place. And that usually happens when you run out of moves. Exactly, right? yeah. When it's, you really are in the mm-hmm. corner and there's nothing, got nothing you, left. Can, you can do, there's, there's a, you just kind of like let it all go. Um, and what you can do before that, <laughs> um, if, if you don't want to wait till your back is against yeah, the wall, yeah. Where were you two years ago? Um, it, it may sound, you know, to not. Uh, it's not about making light of it or trying to switch it or reframe it or trying to do anything with the energy at all. What I find the the, the easiest and most direct thing to do is to become curious about what you're feeling. Mm. Instead of instead of going, I have this bad feeling, I want to get rid of it, or I'm feeling stuck and I don't know what to do about it, again, we're creating the conflict, right? Mm. What happens if you instead turn all of your attention towards it? So, oh, man, I'm bored. Okay, I'm bored. Right, I am I'm really I, bored. Why am I bored, right? Boredom is this impulse. i got to do something. I'm going to check Facebook, or I'm going to get my email. I'm going to get to do something, or have another margarita, Right. Just turn your attention. What does it feel like? It's just that whole creepy, uncomfortable feeling. If you can actually become curious as to why that's there, right? There's, there is a freedom in that mm-hmm. that is hard to describe. Yeah, absolutely. If suddenly you're not in the position anymore of somebody being pushed by boredom. You've, you've gone into this other place. Mm-hmm. It's a deeply spiritual place because it's, hard, it's impossible to describe in, in terms because it's not just a position. It's a positionless position. It's this place where you're, you are more than willing to be present with anything. Right? Now, that happens when our backs get pushed up against the wall. Right. Right. It, we're forced into that. Right. You can choose to do that. Yeah, but it usually right? takes something to push <laughs> yeah. you against the wall to learn that it, it, this is it, it, exactly. a good way to go. Okay, but let's put some shorthand on that. So what if you find that you're beating yourself up? You're like, let me pay attention to what's going on inside. And you're like, oh, there I am again. I'm judging myself and beating myself up. What can someone do next to take a break from that or stop that and go have some fun or enjoy it? Well, you life? can do, you, 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 there's nothing saying that you have to 
you know, sit with it. You don't. You don't. But what I always encourage people to do, because if you do anything to try to avoid feeling, yeah, it is going down the wrong path. I don't care how much fun you have, mm-hmm. this thing is still going to be there. Right. Right. So if somebody's kind of really want to watch a movie or something. I say, okay, take five minutes and be with the discomfort then turn on your movie mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. there's i mean nlp has got a million different techniques you can learn for changing your state right um and you can put on binaural beats there's all sorts of just technological ask, yeah what's NLP? what's nlp oh neuro linguistic programming it's a form of hypnotherapy developed by these guys it's very okay it's very popular there's all sorts of little little techniques you can you can do there's yeah. all sorts of ways uh, of changing your inner state yeah. and for people that don't have access to that that are just listening that aren't um, you know where this these um, sort of modalities aren't as familiar to them what can they just do in their watch own a funny movie room? yeah nah. right I, I mean sometimes you, you it's almost like you get in a stupor right and and the energy wants to feed on itself yeah. right I mean Eckhart Tolle called it the pain body it's all of a yeah. sudden you there's a feeling like I don't want to get out of this. Because mm-hmm. right? fam- it's familiar. Consciously you're saying, I really, want to get, I really want to get out of this, but every, your attention is constantly being drawn right. back to it. Yeah. So that's your um, story that you wrote. There's, you either become, you either say, you know what, I don't want to be here anymore, and you make a conscious decision to go somewhere else, yeah. or you turn the tables on that energy and you give it all of your attention. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes away way more quickly. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that's the that secret. One, that one actually works faster. Yeah. But, yeah. but I don't want anybody to turn their attention to it so that it will go away. Yeah. Yeah. No. Because that, in fact, feeds it even more, but very subtly. I, okay. So it's, right? a, yeah, I don't want. It I, will dissolve. I hear you. Yeah. It will dissolve, but it, it's going to dissolve when you're genuinely curious about your right. own inner world. Right. So I think one of the big conclusions we can draw here um, is that, you know, to that lightness comes from, again, from embracing rather than resisting. Always. Is that a good, fair... <coughs> overall summation no matter what it is big things small things whatever your challenges are whatever your whatever's weighing you down the more you sort of look to it and and face it and yeah. walk toward it the more what does surrender life feel you like? find the what more does life levity feel you like find. when you're in love right everything is light right yeah i yeah. mean that that's that's exactly the that's that's exactly the right way to to say it i mean embrace it rather than and everything suddenly becomes light everything is easy with love Everything. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's about, you know, if you need to change the subject after looking at it for a while or feeling it for a while, you know, maybe do something you used to do as a kid, like go to the park and get on a swing. I know it sounds, you know, I feel like an idiot saying it, but it works. No, it's true. Or Or dance. Or or pull out out a crayon set and just draw a little bit. Yeah, like something different to change the channel. So we're getting to the end of the show. GP, how can people find you? Okay. Um, You can go to gpwalsh.com. Com. That's my main site. Um, and uh, if you go to gpwalsh.com slash tapped in, that is the current course that I have going that you guys heard part of. Okay. Right. Uh, uh, that's actually uh, 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 six six classes. That the first day there's five more. They're all recorded. So you can be there live or you can, you can listen to them. Okay. So it's gpwalsh.com slash tapped in is what's happening with uh, uh, currently. Uh, also, the Master Heart Institute, masterheartinstitute.com, which is where I have all the teaching stuff and and uh, and the like, and also inner reconciliation.com to learn more about the the process that I 
that I created. Great, great. So, well, thank you so thank much you for so being much a guest for on joining the show. Us. Really appreciate it, GP. Thank you, guys. Callie, you want to take us out? I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. If you'd like to find Rob and I online, we are on Facebook, The Rob and Callie Show, Twitter, where else? Uh, and Instagram, everywhere. And if you want to, <laughs> if you want to contact us, we're at hello <laughs> at the Rob and Callie Show dot com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care, y'all.